If you're a normal person, then you like to win. I know that's true for me. It's probably true for you as well. Today, we're going to talk about winning at church. We're in our church values series, and we're in lesson number three, which means we're going to talk about core value number three, and here's how we articulate it. We win as a team, not as individuals. We've already seen that we look to God and his word in the church. We work hard at healthy relationships if we're going to be a healthy, biblically functioning church. And so today we're going to talk about how winning as a team, not as individuals, fits into the whole picture. See, we believe that everyone has something to offer for the greater good. This is a biblical value. This is something that Jesus taught and the early church leaders taught as well. Now, before we get into that verse you see in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, I want to start with a concept that maybe you've never thought about before. The drive to succeed in isolation is meaningless and depressing. God designed us to win together. Now, those aren't just my words. That's not just my pessimism shining through. It actually comes from Ecclesiastes chapter 4, starting in verse 7. The wise King Solomon said, I observed yet another example of something meaningless under the sun. This is the case of a man who is all alone, without a child or a brother, yet who works hard to gain as much wealth as he can. But then he asks himself, who am I working for? Why am I giving up so much pleasure now? It is all so meaningless and depressing. But what is? He doesn't say that working is meaningless and depressing. He says that working in isolation is meaningless. But then as we look at the next verse, he gives us the positive side of the equation. He says, two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. So this principle is true in work and in the neighborhood, and certainly it's also true in the local church. God designed us to win together. And that means that in the church, you're invited to be a part of something bigger than you. By God's grace, everyone brings something to the table. Paul talks about this in Romans chapter 12. He says, just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. And then Paul gives the first of his two spiritual gift lists. He gives one in Romans 12 and another one in 1 Corinthians 12. So let's take a look first at Romans 12. He talks about spiritual giftings like prophecy and serving, teaching, encouraging, giving, leadership, and kindness. Now this list is very practical. It's easy to relate to. In fact, maybe you can find one or two of your spiritual gifts on this list. But then in 1 Corinthians 12, he actually gives an almost entirely different list. Only prophecy is on both lists. He says, wise advice is a spiritual gift and special knowledge, great faith, healings, miracles, the gift of spiritual discernment, even the gift of tongues. Now, Paul's not trying to be exhaustive with his two lists, but he is trying to make the point that in the context of a local church fellowship, everyone has something to bring to the table. So with your group or mentor, I encourage you to take a look at these two lists and identify maybe some of these 
that you can bring to the table in your local church. Or maybe there's a gift that you feel like you have that didn't make this list, but that you really think can be valuable to others in the church. Remember that God designed it for you to be a part of the team, not just a spectator in the stands. And here's what you'll learn. God doesn't want something from you when you serve in your local church. He wants something for you. It really is true that we're always more blessed to give than to receive. This is actually from the Bible. Paul himself says this in Acts chapter 20. He says, you should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Now, the interesting thing here with this passage is you can scour Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the four Gospels, and you're not going to find these words in there. We actually don't have Jesus saying these words verbatim the way that Paul does. So I think what happened here is that this was revealed to Paul as Christ was revealing the gospel to Paul. We learn about that earlier in Paul's story. But we see the principle in Luke chapter 6, verse 38. That's where Jesus says, Give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full. Press down, shaken together to make room for more, running over and pouring into your lap. And it's true. When you get in the game in your local church, you will get more than you give. Just ask anyone who's been doing it for a while. And that's core value number three. We win as a team in the church not as individuals. We believe that everyone has something to offer for the greater good.